anything happen yesterday that you were ashamed of? Hello and welcome back to the Movie Bar Podcast, the podcast for average movie fans, by average movie fans. The bar is now open. My name is John and I am here with my co-host and little brother Kyle and our special guest, the mascot of the Movie Bar, Hunter Ballas. Say hi. Hi. Hey, Hunter. What? What? So, since we have you here... We're going to let you and Kyle discuss Baby Yoda. You you wanted to talk Baby Yoda, right? Yeah. Yeah? Is he your favorite? Yeah. Yeah? Why is he, why is he your favorite? Because he eats frog eggs. Eats frog eggs? Yeah. Would you eat frog eggs? No! No? But you, you don't want to be like Baby Yoda? <laughs> yes, I do. You do? Yes. But no frog eggs? No. No? Only bugs. Only bugs. Do you, do you wish you had, like, big ears like him? Yeah. Yeah? Do you know how old he is? What? Do you? Mm-hmm. Guess. One. No. Two. No. Three. No. Four. I bet you'll never guess. What is it? Fifty. Fifty! Yeah. Can you believe that? Uh-huh. He's still a baby. Yeah, why is he still a baby? I don't know. He just, he ages slower. Yeah, he's yeah. like... <laughs> yep. Wait, is that your Baby Yoda impression? Yeah. yeah. At the end of the... At the end of the part of Baby Yoda, mm-hmm. he goes like, he walks, <laughs> and then he falls. Like, and he falls, <laughs> yeah. Is he, he's good at balancing though, right? Yeah. Yeah. And he can use the force. Yeah. Do you have the force? What is that? When he can make stuff move with his, yeah. just his mind. Yeah. Can you do that? Uh-huh. Like this. Let's see it. Oh. Yeah. I saw that. I saw, that I saw the curtain move. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Are you going to be a Jedi? Yeah. Yeah. Or Sith. Are you going to be a Sith? What's that? A bad Jedi. No. No. You're going to be a good Jedi? Uh-huh. Yeah. What's uh? What's your favorite thing that Baby Yoda does? Um, besides eat frogs? Um, pick up some stuff. Pick up some stuff? Uh-huh. Do you like that the little ball he carries around? Yeah. From the Mandalorian? Yeah. Yeah? That's a cool... Do you wish you had one of those? Yeah. Yeah. But I have a snacking of him. You have a Baby Yoda snack? Yeah. Yeah? Is it good? Yeah. Do you love Baby Yoda? I do love Baby Yoda. Because he looks cute. Yeah. I remember I watched the first episode of The Mandalorian, and when Baby Yoda was in it, I was very excited. Were you? Yeah. Were you excited? Yeah. Yeah. Do you, do you think the Mandalorian's a good dad to Baby Yoda? Yeah, yeah, but he's his friend too. He's his friend too, yeah. Yeah, do you know Baby Yoda at the end? It has a sad part, and yeah. then he goes like this. Yeah. Yeah. He, he uses the Force and. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think, uh, who do you think's cooler, the Mandalorian or Boba Fett? Do you know who Boba Fett is? What? The other guy in the Mandalorian that look kind of looks like him uh-huh. in the same armor. Yeah. You remember him? Who's cooler, though? Is the Mandalorian cooler? Yeah. Yeah. Because he has a gun. Because he has a gun. That's why he's cooler. They both have yeah. guns, though. They do? Yeah. But the Mandalorian has a sword. That's pretty cool, right? Yeah. Yeah. Why does he have a sword? He has the Darksaber. He's a, he has Darksaber? That's Darksaber, Mandal- yeah. That's Mandalorian? Yeah. And what, do you know what his armor looks like? What? The chrome. Do you like that? When yeah. When it's like all silver? Yeah. Yeah. And what's, what color is he? What, he's, he's like silver and chrome kind of. And what's underneath of his mask? It's his face. It's his face? Yeah. But what, no smiles? No, he smiles. Do you see him? Did you know Sasha Banks was on The Mandalorian? Yeah. You know you're a big wrestling fan. Yeah. She was on an episode, I believe. Yeah. She was. She, she was? was another Mandalorian. Oh. Yeah. She was. See, that's what he looks like. <laughs> Under the mask. See, he's kind of smiling. Yeah. 
Hey, Shim, can you show me what a picture of Baby Yoda looks like? You know what Baby Yoda looks like. Yeah, he has cute eyes. Yeah. Have you, have you ever seen Yoda from the original Star Wars? Yeah. Yeah, old, old Yoda? Yeah. Who do you like better, Yoda or Baby Yoda? Baby Yoda. What about this Yoda? Or this one? <laughs> yeah. Uh, what what's different between Baby Yoda and that Yoda? Um, cause he's old and that one's smart. That, the old the old one's smart. No, the o- Baby Yoda smart. Yes. Yeah. Wait, do you know Baby Yoda's real name? What? Do you? Grogu. Grogu, yeah. Good job. Yeah. What's uh? I'll leave you with the uh. What's what do you want to tell the audience about Baby Yoda? What should they uh? Which what do they have to know about you and Baby Yoda? Um, cause I have a calendar of Baby Yoda. I have a calendar of Baby Yoda. Yeah. Let me show you. I don't, they, they can't see it right now. They can't see it. Weren't you Baby Yoda for Halloween last year? Yeah. Yeah. Hey, come talk over here. Wait, describe, describe one of the photos to the audience. Yeah. Like. Look at this face. Yeah. That looks very cute. And look at that face. Yeah. Can you show me what that face looks like? You see it? Yeah. Yeah, Baby Yoda's great. Can you see Mandalorian and his daddy? Yeah. Can you see it? Look, there he is. That's your birthday month. That's my birthday month. Is that cool? Yeah. <laughs> And what's that? Oh, he's eating his cookies. Yeah. Would you eat Baby Yoda's cookies? The blue ones? Yeah, what's he going to say when I eat his cookies? He's going to say, stop eating my cookies. <laughs> and I will eat all of his cookies, and he will be like, no! <laughs> all right, um, I think we're going to wrap up Baby Yoda talk. Yeah. What, what do you want to talk about next time you're on the podcast? So... What's next? We're going to talk about Wrestlemania. Alright. Yeah. The Sasha Banks Mandalorian. I think next time we have you on, we'll discuss Gremlins. What do you think? (gasps) Yes. Yes. Especially with the new show coming out. Yeah. And we we all know you're a big Gizmo fan. Yeah. And tell people they can go buy your t-shirt. Yeah. Say, you can buy my t-shirt at... You can buy my t-shirt at... Bonfire.com. Bonfire.com. Slash the movie bar. Slash the movie bar. Say thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Now the bar is closed. Not yet. Oh! You'll be, say, I'll be back. I'll be back. All right. Thank you, Hunter, for your Baby Yoda talk this week. Uh, What have you watched this week, Kyle? Um, so I watched Everything Everywhere All at Once, which I mentioned was coming out last week. Mm-hmm. And this is like, it's like science fiction. It's like a multiverse movie. And it's Michelle Yeoh's main character. And it ha- it's literally like one of the most impressive movies I've ever seen. Because it's not like a big budget Marvel movie, but it yeah. felt like it. Because it's like a lot of action and it's super silly, but also like takes itself really seriously, which I appreciated. And it has a little bit of everything, so I really liked it. It was really surprising, but I think, I think... Usually I don't care too much about the Oscars, but I think, like, come Oscars next year, this will definitely be a best picture, if not win it. Mm-hmm. it was, it's just super impressive in terms of how it's made and what it's doing and everything. And it was just so good. Yeah, I think I just seen the trailer for that, and I was kind of intrigued by it all. You know, all these different aspects, you know, different mm-hmm. multiverses of her life. Yeah, and uh, Jamie Lee Curtis is in it too, and she's actually a really big role. She was great in it. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, Jenny Slate has a cameo too, um, and then actually the the husband is short round from Indiana Jones, so he hasn't done oh, much really? acting work. Oh, wow! And he's like maybe the best part of the movie. I can't even think of the last time I'd seen him in a movie. Yeah, or... I think he does mostly stunt work now, but he's really good in it. Really? Okay. Yeah. What have, what have you been watching? Well, I, I only watched two movies this week. Um, me and Hunter, we watched Tooth Fairy mm-hmm. with The Rock. Uh, you know, I, I thought I'd show it to him. Funny movie, you know, yeah. Rock wearing a tutu and playing the Tooth Fairy. And then I watched um, another Rock movie, Game Plan, which is based here in Massachusetts. 
mm-hmm. or Boston, you know, Dwayne Johnson plays Joe Kingman, who's the quarterback for the Boston Rebels. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, I enjoy both those movies. I enjoy any movie, really, that The Rock does. Yeah. Hunter seemed to enjoy them. Is The Rock one of the Hunter's favorite kind of actors or wrestlers? Yep. Uh, yeah, you know, he, like he said on his episode, he loves Jungle Cruise. He likes, you know, he liked Two Fairy Game Plan. Yeah. So, yeah, I'd say so. That's all I've watched this week besides usually WrestleMania weekend is a busy weekend of watching all the wrestling shows that they have. So mm-hmm. it's kind of taken away from my movie watching this week. But hopefully next week I can bounce back. Yeah. Um, also, I, I didn't mention it, but a couple of weeks ago I watched Fresh. I remember you mentioned it. That's the one that was on Hulu, right? Yeah. Okay. That yeah. was really good. Um, it's It's very cool in the way it's like shot and stuff. And it's, like, obviously, it's, like, cannibalism is an aspect. But, like, I also enjoyed, like, the romance aspect to it. They, mm-hmm. they found a good balance between that. And Sebastian Stan is really good in it. And it's great to see him playing, like, an unhinged character. I think he should do that more. Like, because mm-hmm. I remember in I, Tonya, I think as the boyfriend, he was also, like, pretty unhinged. And he's, I don't know, it's just great to see him in roles like that instead of just Winter Soldier. Okay. So I definitely recommend um housekeeping follow-up uh recently this past week uh we are recording today on april 3rd um bruce willis announced that he is retiring from acting due to a diagnosis of aphasia which is it affects the person's ability to express and understand written and spoken language yeah so uh thank you for all the great movies you've done and wish Bruce Willis all the best. Yes. What would you say is your favorite Bruce Willis movie? Um, I mean, Die Hard is just so good, but like, obviously that's like one of the obvious answers, but I also love, um, honestly, Die Hard with a Vengeance. That's, or no, Live Free or Die Hard. That's the fourth one, right? The one that like came a little bit after, but not the newest one. Yeah. Yeah. That one I remember... I would like rewatch constantly when I was a kid. It's the one where he drives the hel- the car into the helicopter. Yep, yep, yep. yeah. That one I, I especially love, and I mean, Pulp Fiction he's great in. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also like even like the Fifth Element too. Yeah, like all his roles like that I always really like when he the the weirder movies too. Yeah, I uh, I always enjoyed. Um, I can't remember the name of it. The one where he's a doctor. Mm-hmm. It was a remake. Not Death Sentence. Oh, um... Death Wish? Death Wish, I think, yeah. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, I think... Directed by Eli Roth, right? Yeah. Yeah. I You know, I, it, the, he kind of played a lot of the same role, you know? Yeah. Whether it was a cop or, you know, a badass walking the streets, taking yeah. care of business. John McClane types. Yeah. And, you know, of course, Lethal, um, Die Hard, I was going to say Lethal Weapon, um, you know, they're all good movies. The, maybe the later one, A Good Day to Die Hard, mm-hmm. not the best. But, you know, just scrolling through his fr- filmography, um, Survive the Night was good. You know, he did a lot of straight-to-video movies. Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, I haven't seen Glass. Death Wish, yes. Yeah, uh, Unbreakable. It's great. Unbreakable. I haven't seen Glass, but... Um, Sixth Sense. Um, I know, another one is Red. Yeah, I haven't oh, seen Red, too, but the first Red is great. Yes, very good movies. Um, the Expendables, of course. Yeah. But, um, you know, he'll be met. Hopefully, he gets better and can return to acting. Yeah. And, like, obviously a lot of actors. I mean, we have another one on here. But, uh, like, they're always like, oh, I'm done. I'm retiring. And then yeah. two years later, they're in five movies. But uh, Exactly. This is obviously a little bit of a different case. Um, I mean, our next one, you can. Um, during press for Sonic the Hedgehog 2, Jim Carrey's kind of hinting at he's retiring, too. I don't know if... I know he was very vocal about the Will Smith, um, Chris Rock incident at mm-hmm. the Oscars, but 
you know, he's, he's another one that, you know, did all these movies starting out and had a personal tragedy with his girlfriend passing away. And, but what, what are some of your, your favorite Jim Carrey movies? Um, I think one that always stands out to me just cause it's like not like, obviously he has all the funny movies, but, uh, two that, I mean, I guess, yes, man. I remember when I was younger, yeah. that one always stuck out to me. And uh, just such a simple concept that is just so great. And then uh, Internal, Sun- Internal Sunshine of Spotless Mind is one of his dramatic ones. That's mm-hmm. really cool. And it's just cool. Like He's such a silly actor in his earlier movies, and then he does a super dramatic and sad movie like that. Yeah, like, you know, he definitely can play any role, really. Mm-hmm. Like, the horror movie, The Number 23, have you ever seen that? I have. Not in a while, but I remember that. I think that was the first one I saw when I was younger. I was like, oh. This is a different side of Jim Carrey. Like, I remember, like, watching that. It was nothing I had expected. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I still enjoyed um, The Truman Show, Mm -hmm. Dumb and Dumber, of course, for a good laugh. Yeah. And Man on the Moon, when he portrayed uh, Andy Kaufman. Yeah, I haven't haven't seen that. I saw the documentary on it on Netflix, but I haven't actually seen that movie. Yeah, the the documentary is a must-watch. It talks about, he talks about how... He channeled Andy Kaufman into playing Andy Kaufman, you know. Yeah. Like, there were rumors that he was kind of like a pain in the butt on set. Mm-hmm. And this documentary confirmed all that. He <laughs> acted just like Andy Kaufman would. And, you know, it's a shame if, he's ret- if he does retire. Yeah. But. To me, I mean, he's always, especially lately, he's kind of back and forth on stuff and just yeah yeah like this seems like one where he's like yeah like right now he's kind of feeling it so he's very vocal and saying he's done but i could see him coming back especially if sonic becomes they're trying to make it a big franchise so if they do they're gonna need dr robotnik well i haven't seen the first one but there is room is that at the end of the second one that it does set up a new villain for the third one okay i i I, I don't know who the next sonic villain would be i don't I, honestly, I only know Doctor Robotnik and yeah, I think Eggman or what, you know the same person, I yeah. guess. But Shadow would be the only other one. Which so yeah. did, honestly, that's probably definitely what they're setting up. Well, that could be. So I guess time will tell with that one. Yeah. Um, in more Scream Six news: Nev Campbell has been asked to reprise her role as Sydney Prescott. Mm-hmm. So bringing back one of the originals. So I'm pretty sure currently. Courtney Cox isn't too far behind. Well, I think Courtney Cox is definitely confirmed. I remember she was talking about how she already like received the script and stuff, so she's definitely in. And I know Nev Campbell's a little more like precious about it. Yeah. And like she like I know she said she's like I'm not gonna be in it if Sydney dies, which makes sense. Yeah. I think she kind of has an idea for the character, but with uh, like it, it could be cool with a screen movie without Neve, but we'll see. Um, the th- Five was good, so we'll see where they go. They'll probably take it somewhere interesting. Yeah, I mean, like, me personally, if I'm seeing a franchise like, you know, Scream, Nightmare on Elm Street, I like when it's the same characters, you know, if they haven't been killed, then they should be coming back. Yeah. But the only, like... The only downfall I have on the Hatchet movies is replacing the actress from one to Daniel Harrison too. I wish it was Daniel Harris from the beginning. Yeah. But, and she definitely kicked ass when she took over two, three, and the cameo in four. But, you know, I like, because then to me that seems like a totally different movie. Yeah. Like, when they said that it wasn't like, Sydney Prescott, Dewey, Gil Weathers in the Scream TV series. Mm-hmm. I had I didn't watch it. Yeah, for that exact reason. So, yeah, and like that's that's how they're getting away with that now too because they're doing the requels. So it's like the main cast is back, but also the new people. So it's like yeah, obviously a reboot in the way of the new people, but having the presence of the old people. Um, I mean, the new Texas Chainsaw tried to do that, but <laughs> we don't have to get into that. But yeah. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm definitely still excited for Scream Six, no matter what they do. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, you know I'll definitely see it. Yeah. Um, 
And then our last bit of news, Bill Skarsgård in the Crow reboot. Will it happen this time? <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I, I think I saw... I mean, it came out April Fool's Day, but I, this one is real. And he, he he seems cool to play. I mean, he was Pennywise, so him playing yeah. the Crow character could be cool. I've seen him in... What's that movie? I think it's called... Uh, villains maybe it's him mm-hmm. and uh i think micah monroe and it's like they, they're like robbing a house it's super good and in that he plays more of a normal character so i think he definitely has a really good range i think he could be good as the crow i think it was jason momoa was supposed to be it for a while which is probably too much i can see bill skarsgård as it more but yeah i mean it'll be interesting to see what happens with that yeah, because they've been trying to reboot it for so long. There's a you know a lot of tragedy behind the original with oh, I know. Brendan Lee getting killed on set. And yeah, and the original is so good, but it just seems like it's kind of cursed, sadly. Yeah. So that takes care of our housekeeping and news for the week. Um, how about the newest Blu-rays and movie releases? You want to take over the movies? Yeah, so uh, like we mentioned, Sonic 2 is coming out this week, and... I've never seen the first one. I kind of wanted to, though, because like, people are always like, oh, it's the best video game movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems kind of interesting. Um, ben Schwartz kind of annoys me as the voice, so that's <laughs> kept me from doing it. But uh, it's when the maniac Dr. Robotnik returns to Earth with a new ally, Knuckles, the Echidna. Sonic and his friend Tails is all that stands in their way. So as somebody who played Sonic when I was little, it's cool. Tails and Knuckles are in it. Yeah. But, uh... It stars Ben Schwartz as Sonic, Idris Elba as Knuckles, Jim Carrey as Dr. Robotnik, and then James Mardson's coming back. He's, like, the human friend. Yeah. And I think Tails is actually voiced by the same person from, like, the games or the show or something. Oh, really? I'm, not, I'm not 100% sure. Like, that's what I like about the original. You know, they gave you Sonic, Dr. Robotnik, that was it. Yeah. At the end of the movie, sets up Tails. Yeah. So now, like, they're not jumping, you know, like, taking all the characters right in the first movie mm-hmm. it's building up to okay now you got tails and knuckles you know yeah and you know we'll see if it gets a third one yeah it seems to be super popular so we'll see and then like i said probably it definitely gonna be shadow even without yeah. seeing it because he's like the only other super popular yeah. sonic character and but he's like the bad sonic i'll definitely be checking this out Hunter was a big fan of the first one, so... Yeah, I'm tempted. I might watch the first one and then maybe go see this if, yeah. if i got a free time. But the movie I'm super excited for is Ambulance, mm-hmm. which is two robbers steal an ambulance after their heist goes awry, directed by Michael Bay. And it's about, I think some people have seen it already and said it's like very Michael... It's like the most Michael Bay, Michael Bay movie. Really? Which is absolutely insane. And yeah, his movies, I feel like they're, you love them or you hate them. Um, but it has Jake Hall. Uh, Yaya Abdul Mateen the second, and then Eliza Gonzalez, who are all great. Garrett Dillahunt's also in it. Um, he's a name I recognized. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely gonna go see this. Yeah, um, I, I saw the trailer before Spider Man, and I was like, Yeah, this is definitely like my kind of movie. Oh yeah, like high octane, just insane. And like, I mean, Jake Gyllenhaal and Yaya are just so good too. Yeah. So them being kind of the leads with Eliza Gonzalez is gonna be cool to see. Um, and then. Father Stew comes out not this Friday, but uh, or not today when it comes a, a out. A week from Wednesday. Yeah, on Wednesday, four thirteen, and it follows the life of Father Stuart Long, a boxer turned priest who inspired countless people during his journey from self destruction to redemption. Has Mark Wahlberg and Mel Gibson. Um, I I saw the trailer for this and I thought it looked like really bad and just over the top and I don't know, but. Yeah, Mark Wahlberg and Mel Gibson, they have good chemistry together, as you saw in um, Daddy's Home 2. Yeah. So, yeah. interesting movie. Um, I might go check it out. Yeah. I'm a big Mark Wahlberg fan. You know, yeah. Boston, you know, Dorchester boy. Yeah. I so, like Mark Wahlberg, but I don't know. This movie, my friend showed me the trailer, and we were just kind of laughing to it. It just yeah. It's one of those trailers that shows everything that happens in the movie, and it, like, starts off funny, then, like, takes a dramatic turn. Yeah. It's just, yeah. All right. Um, and then, in terms of streaming, one thing I'm excited for is the Tony Hawk documentary, which is Tony Hawk Until the Wheels Fall Off. It'll be on HBO Max, and it's uh, it's directed by Sam Jones, uh-huh. who he has a podcast called Off Camera with Sam Jones, which is really cool. He's like a photographer. I think this is one of his bigger projects. Um, his podcast is great. He has all the big guests on. Um, just kind of talks with them, super, super informal and just cool to 
see kind of the more intimate side of them because everybody he seems like one of those guys everybody's friends with and uh, I mean Tony Hawk is also great so seeing a documentary about him is going to be cool especially because Tony Hawk recently I, I don't know I remember there's like a year ago he like did his a trick that was like he's like I'm not doing this anymore he's like I'm too yeah. old so he did it one last time so it should be cool well shit he's been doing it for however many years you know I remember yeah. he was popular when I was a kid he had video games and yeah yeah, and the same thing when I was little. You know, video games still popular. Kind of like the evil Knievel of our generation. Yeah. With all the tricks that he's done. Yeah, him and Johnny Knoxville are both sides of that for us. Yes. <laughs> um, what about Blu-ray? What's coming up this week? So, the long-awaited Spider-Man No Way Home is coming to Blu-ray on Tuesday, April 5th. Um, be excited to see the special features in that. Yeah. Um. RoboCop is coming to 4K. That's cool. You know, um, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein is also coming to 4K and Blu-ray. Yeah. For the first time, and Chucky the series is coming to Blu-ray. Yeah. And DVD. So. I think they also just announced that. Uh, um, oh, what's her name? Jennifer Tilly. Yeah, she's coming back for season. Yeah, uh, season she'll two. be back for season two. So, can't wait for that. That'll probably be airing in October, I believe they said. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm definitely gonna. I I've been wanting to watch this for a while, so I will definitely catch up for season two airs, and then also that Mary Shelley's Frankenstein movie. Just the cast is really cool, um, and I didn't know it existed, but Robert De Niro's in it. I think mm-hmm. uh, what's his name, Kenneth Branagh is in it. I don't know. It seems cool. It's I think been a long time since I've seen it. Yeah. So you know, I might have to get the the Blu-ray, 4K, and check it out again. Yeah, it's, I didn't even know it existed, but. Helena Bonham Carter's in it. Um, I don't know. It could be cool. Yeah. Well, shall we get to what we what is normally our main event, but we are now calling the happy hour. Now it's time for a happy hour. This week we're going to discuss uh, stuntman actor Kane Hodder. Mm-hmm. His birthday is April 8th. He was born in 1955, so what better way than to celebrate one of our favorite horror icons. Yes. And I, as we've mentioned a bunch of times, he has played all the big people, all the big slashers in various capacities, mm-hmm. obviously. He is Victor Crowley, but he also is Jason as much as he's Victor Crowley. And and, and uh, he's going to be Leatherface in the game coming up. And then he was uh, Michael Myers in the... Um, he actually doubled... I believe he doubled uh, Leatherface once before. Oh, really? In one of the movies. Yeah. Um, and then also... I forget which Friday the 13th, but he plays Freddy's hand when they're setting up Freddy versus Jason. That, that I believe, was Friday 8? Yeah. Either 7 or 8. And at the end of the movie, when his Freddy's glove comes up, yeah, that's actually Kane Hodder mm-hmm. with the glove on his hand. Yeah. Um, so, a little bit about Kane. He was born April 8th, 1955. Um, his... Father was a kind of like a, a scientist that worked for the military, but wasn't in the military. And when he was in high school, he was sent to the island of Quaj. And it was here, you know, it was a very small island in Hawaii, mm-hmm. and you know, just living the normal child life, making friends, causing trouble. Mm-hmm. Um. He got interested in doing stunts after seeing a Wild West stunt show at Universal Studios. Mm -hmm. Seeing them take the falls and all that. He instantly wanted to become a stuntman. So he'd go and he he found a place that trained stuntmen, but he didn't have the money. So the guy said, okay, well, join the gym and then maybe become friendly with some of the people taking the class. And learn the tricks, mm-hmm. you know, the tips to being a stuntman. So that's what he did. Uh, he appeared on the, his first big s- stunt in a show was on the TV show um, Ambulance, mm-hmm. where he played a uh, oil rig worker that had to be rescued by the cast. Mm-hmm. Um, but early in his career, he was asked to do an interview about being a stuntman and in this, in this town and so 
he offered the show a trick, you know, a stunt. Mm-hmm. So him and the interviewer went out. He grew up in Sparks, Nevada. So they went out to out by a lake and he was going to do the simple stunt of lighting his arm on fire. Well, it was a windy day and it just would not ignite. So he said, tomorrow we'll go to a different spot. And because he he wasn't rich, he had ran out of rubber cement, and which was kind of used to coat before you light or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the journalist brought him a can of rubber cement from the office, which was kind of like a different quality than the stuff he used. So... He got all prepped, lit it up, and within seconds, he just completely engulfed. Um, Now, they've gone out to the desert now, so there really was no water around except for a small puddle of mud. And he was rolling around in the mud, trying to get out. She gets him into her car, takes him to a fire station gets out and repeatedly bangs on the door, but there's nobody there. So she gets back in the car, drives a little further down the road, comes across this house, knocks on the door with Kane standing there like, you know, burn from head to toe. Mm -hmm. And this lady says, okay, come in, go upstairs, take a cool shower, get in the shower till the ambulance arrives. And he remembers walking through this lady's house, white carpets, leaving mud and burnt flesh, and seeing a little girl playing on the floor. And he went up into the shower. The ambulance arrives. They get him loaded into the ambulance, the paramedics do, and then en route to the hospital, the ambulance breaks down. Now, this was one of those old... Uh, like Cadillac ambulances. So they're waiting on the next ambulance to show up. They get them, take them to the hospital. Doctor says, okay, we'll treat them. Calls his parents, his parents come. But the doctor wasn't trained in treating burns. Normally with a burn, you need to go to a burn facility, like a specialized facility to treat burns. Mm -hmm. Well, this doctor kept him there for months. And, you know, anything that went wrong went wrong. So after months of mistreatment, the doctor finally said, I can't treat him. Now, to make things worse, not only is he getting bad treatment, but his father had also asked the doctor not to give him pain medications because the father was in the military at one point and saw his buddies get addicted to pain pills and drugs and all that. So he asked the doctor, without Kane knowing, to not take, not give him pain pills. Mm-hmm. So once he was moved... To a new facility, like a proper burn treatment, like they made more progress in a little amount of time than the other doctor had in the months that he had with him before. Mm-hmm. Um, he says he, he remembers laying in the bed at the hospital and there was a window so the, the nurses could see in and he saw this guy there and he was cracking jokes, laughing, whatever, and... King got mad. He was like, why is this guy smiling? What makes him so happy? And then he noticed that this guy had burn marks on his arms or face or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he he said, oh, well, he's burned like I am. Like, and that kind of gave him like a, a second lease on life, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, since the burn, he does work with burn units goes and visits kids that have been burned and but um you know if, if you read his book unmasked or listen to it or watch 
the to hell and back documentary mm-hmm. it does show like in the documentary they go to the burn wood yeah. that he was originally in the and so when he when he gets home he returns he he still wants to do stunts so he starts practicing again doing you know falls and stuff like that and it wasn't until another stunt actor went up to him and said hey i'm doing a uh, a fire stunt tomorrow would you be do you want to do it with me and you know this was several years after mm-hmm. and he accepted and he got back into doing fire stunts now if you see Kane nowadays a lot of his body is still burned mm-hmm. but you know that also almost led him to being cast as Freddy Krueger mm-hmm. Wes Craven wanted a actual burned person to play Freddy Krueger and yep. Kane went in but didn't get it but he was approached by I can't even think of his name John Carl Beekler they had worked on a movie I believe it was called Prison together and John Carl Beekler said you know I'm getting ready to do Friday 7 Friday the 13th part 7 mm-hmm. I'd like you to play Jason so, in the six Fridays before, nobody has ever repeated Jason. Mm-hmm. But when Kane took over in Part 7, he expressed that he wanted to return for 8, which he did. He returned for 9 and 10. And that's kind of where the um, Jason franchise kind of ends at 10. Yeah. So... So now they're talking Freddy versus Jason. New Line calls him with the script. Hey, we're finally doing it. He read it. Uh, Robert England came back as Freddy Krueger. Mm-hmm. So Kane Hodder and Robert England were the two, you know, most notable people. Yeah. Playing Freddy and Jason. Yeah. And that's who fans wanted to go head to head. Um. All of a sudden, he's not getting calls back. Then they say, well, we've actually casted somebody that played Jason before. And he's like, oh, like who? They had hired Ken Kersinger to play Jason and Jason, Freddy versus Jason. Now, the only time Kersinger had played Jason was a pickup shot for Jason Takes Manhattan. Mm -hmm. It was like... Jason walking through Times Square. That's yeah. the only time he had done the costume. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of a big issue with Kane for a long time. And if you watch Adam Green's Holliston, um, season two, episode one, um, Corey says, Hey, you guys won't believe who's in the hospital. Kane Hodder. He tried to kill himself after Rock and Shock. Because he had found out he wasn't cast in Freddy vs. Jason. So Adam and Joe go to the hospital and try to convince Kane to be in their movie shin pads. So basically the whole episode is dealing with, like, anytime somebody mentions Freddy vs. Jason, Kane, like, gets upset and, <laughs> you know, breaks a glass over his head. So he was able to poke fun at the fact that just because he wasn't cast, yeah, like, life goes on kind of Mm -hmm. um in 2005 2006 he met director adam green for a meeting about possibly playing adam's character victor crowley in the hatchet series Mm -hmm. so from there hatchet one hatchet two hatchet three hatchet four and on top of that, he's also appeared in countless of Adam Green's projects, such as Holliston, as we just said. Um, he played Meshugana in Adam's segment of Chillerama. <laughs> and Adam has gotten Kane to do a lot of stuff. Like, a lot, like dancing, crying, mm-hmm. all on screen. 
Uh, he also appears as a uh, snowplow guy in Frozen. He has appearances in Digging Up the Marrow. And it wasn't until probably about three or four years ago he actually reprises the role of Jason for the Friday the 13th video game. Mm-hmm. Um, when they first announced it, he was one of the key people involved. Yeah. I think it was a Kickstarter at first, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, and now he's playing Leatherface in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre game. Which yep. I think Gun Media Yes, is the one who made it. But yeah. And he's also... He plays them, but I think he's also a stunt coordinator on them. So he's like helping out the stunt. Yes. It seems he's moved to doing stunt coordinator now on a lot of stuff. Yeah, um, especially any of Adam's movies, he does stunt coordinator. Yeah. Um, he also has the um, Hollywood Ghost Hunters, mm-hmm. which is, I believe is him and Arlie Mahaloff. He, he, he loves going hunting for ghosts. Yeah. He actually just had a, a special that came out um, where they searched the town of Belsam for ghosts. I've started. I haven't finished it, but, you know, it's it's one of his interests. Uh, a little known fact, he actually has the word kill tattooed inside his lip. Not many people knew that. He's, he's a big fan of the group, the Insane Clown Posse. Um, you know, he, he does countless movies. I think one that stands out to me, too, one of my favorites ever, probably, is The Devil's Rejects. He was a stunt coordinator on yep. that. Looks like he did some stunts on that as well. Um, and that was even before Hatchet, too, which is cool. And uh, even on the Hatchet movies, obviously, he's playing Victor Crowley, but he's still the stunt coordinator on that. So it just goes to show, like, he's not just donning the costume. Like, he's yeah. part of making the kills and everything that's happening. Like, he talks about in his book and on podcasts, like, what it was like playing Jason. Mm -hmm. And to wear all that latex and foam and makeup. Yeah. Like, in the scene when he's underwater. Mm -hmm. And he has to be there for a little bit. Yeah. Like, he says it's an... It's crazy the things that he's done. Yeah. And, you know, like he's been in the Impractical Jokers movie. He was he played a bodyguard. He was even the stunt coordinator in that, which is cool. Yeah. And then another, even the Impractical Jokers are, I think Brian specifically is friends with Adam and Joe. And yeah, they did uh, Victor, Crowley, Victor Crowley together. Yeah. Um, you know, he did the movie Death House, which was kind of like an Expendables of Horror, where you look at the names, Kane Hodder... Bill Mosley, Tony Todd, Adrian Barbaro, Pedro, Gunnar Hansen, D. Wallace, Camille Keaton, Barbara Crampton, Michael Berryman, you know, like a who's who of horror, mm-hmm. Sid Haig, who's who of horror icons. You know, he had a starring role in that. He, he also did a movie, Smothered, where he plays a version of himself, where it's him, R.A. R. A. Mahaloff, Bill Mosley, Dane Rhodes, Don Shanks. All these horror icons had no horror convention, and yeah, like, or like a horror appearance or whatever, and mm-hmm. shit goes away. Um. You know, the amount of muck. You know, he played a creature in Muck, which was a good movie. Like, he's an incredible actor. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm glad that he's... And I, I, it's always... I mean, it's ironic, you know. he, Like, Freddy's burned, and he eats, like, burned, and he plays these monsters. Yet, like, in real life, he's just so beloved and cherished, too, as just, yeah. like, an artist and stunts and all these roles, too. Like, he's... Truly, one of the biggest horror icons, and like even if the general public like isn't aware that he is literally like what what makes Jason Jason? Like I think a lot of people always say, isn't it like he kind of made Jason a little more expressive, just in the way he acted out Jason, which yeah. is like such a minor thing you would never think of, but like he said, like when he donned the mask and 
you know, all this information can be found in his book, Unmasked, the story of the most prolific cinematic killer, mm-hmm. and his documentary to Helen Back. But he said, when he dons the mask and he got the, you know, the heavy breathing and then kind of like with the head tilt that mm-hmm. Jason does, like that was stuff that he came up with that he felt gave the character more life. Yeah. And especially being a stuntman, he was able to do a lot of his own stunts. Yeah. Well, in costume. And, you know, the same thing with Victor Crowley. Like, Adam Green has said, it's... He doesn't feel safe on set doing stunts unless Kane's there by him. hmm You know, so their friendship has definitely grown. He's done Adam Green's scary sleepover, horrified. Yeah. You know, but... uh, And, I mean, in general, stunt people, too, are just so underappreciated. Because, like, you watch any Marvel big movie and, like, oh, yeah. like, oh that scene was awesome. Like, whoever... Robert Downey Jr. did a great job, whoever, and, like, most of, like, unless you have somebody like Tom Cruise, like, it is not them doing those stunts and all, like, some of the cool At least parts. not every stunt. Some yeah, of them yeah. do do some stunts, but yeah. that's a simple, like, a story Adam tells. Um, there's a scene in Hatchet where Joel David Moore and Dion Richmond's characters are running through the woods. Mm-hmm. Joel David Moore wanted to do the stunt. He's like, it's running. How hard could it be? Yeah. And Kane told Adam, no, 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 no. So finally, Joel gives up. They go to shoot the scene with the stunt actors. Mm -hmm. And the first take, Joel David Moore's stunt double falls into Dion Richmond's stunt double, splits his lip open. If that had been the actual people, production would have been halted, Mm -hmm. shut down for a few days, they would have lost money. So, you know... Like like Kane says, he's never broken a bone. Mm-hmm. He's done some crazy shit. And these stunt actors that come out and go, oh, I've broken 32 bones. I've had three concussions. When I... And that means you did it wrong. Yeah. Kane's never broken a bone. Like, mm-hmm. he's great at his job. Yeah. And, like, when it comes to stunts, I mean, you just want safety. And I, I think a great example of that is Tom Cruise, like I said. Yeah. I think... On Mission Impossible 6, he was jumping between buildings. And obviously, they're wired up and stuff, but he broke his ankle. Yeah. And, you know, the star of your movie broke mm-hmm. his ankle. You're you're done for a couple months. And, like, with a big movie like that, sure, whatever, they'll move on. But, mm-hmm. like, on smaller movies, you can completely cripple the production. And then yeah. who knows what the repercussions could be. So, it just, it's so important. And I think one of my favorite movies is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and that kind of focuses on stuntmen especially back in the day you know brad pitt's playing the cool stuntman and i always appreciate that and that movie too has some cool stunts and but you just sometimes don't even think about it too it's just such an underappreciated thing yeah like you know you never really hear about the stuntmen or yeah. you know those kind of players in a movie mm-hmm. and when i first heard kane on the movie crip podcast like his stories were unbelievable, and it, yeah, you know, you know, I'm just an average fan that likes movies. But then it was like, oh, you know, that is cool because I always wanted like, how did they get in the stunts or mm-hmm. whatever, you know? Yeah, and just like especially with stunts, like the ingenuity, how they like pull off certain stuff, and like yeah. just using the camera and like in certain ways to make it seem like something is always just so impressive. Yeah, and you know, some some of Kane's awards. At the Austin Fantastic Fest in 2006, he won Best Actor for Hatchet, the Audience Award, and then he won the Jury Prize Award. Or, excuse me, he won Best Actor in the Jury Prize Award at the same festival. At the uh, Horror Core, or House Core Horror Film Festival in 2013, he won Worst Bats. He won the Rotscar Award for Worst Bad Guy for for the movie Exit the Hell. And then at the Louisville Fright Night Film Fest in 2010, he won the Festival Prize for Best Actor for Old Habits Die Hard. So, I mean, he's a very acclaimed actor. Mm-hmm. Um, he's married to Susan Hodder. They've been married since 1984. They have two kids. Um, I believe Reese and Jace are their names. 
but you know, definitely looking forward to what he what he comes out with. Yeah, you know, moving forward, I know <clears throat> there's been kind of like hints towards a new Hatchet movie, mm-hmm. but you know, if I mean four was pretty good, he, if that's where they end there, but you know, he always got like let's see what he's got coming out. Yeah, I mean, like we've mentioned a million times, the Texas Chainsaw game, especially where the movie <laughs> was pretty lacking. The game could be a cool kind of expansion of that yeah. series, and him being Leatherface and doing the stunts for it could really bring something fresh to the series. And I know they seem to be pretty passionate about it. I know last week we talked about the uh, the like uh, reveal of the five playable survivors, which yep. seemed, they're putting like a backstory in it, so... I'm very excited for that. Yeah, and you know, he films all the kills for the game. Like, mm-hmm. he talked about it when it was the Friday the 13th game. Like, he's in a motion capture suit. There's, I think he said 84 cameras all focused on this one area. Mm-hmm. And it tracks every movement he makes performing the kill. Like, yeah. Um, some upcoming movies he has um, Patriot's Day. Uh, he's rumored to play the character Kilmore. Uh, description of that: Freedom fighters battle a vile alien regime bent on ruling the world. That's cool. That sounds intriguing. Um, Dead by Midnight. Um, the plot is unknown at this time, but he plays he plays himself. I guess that's st- also starring Bill Mosley. Um, Hayride to Hell. A small-town farmer exacts his bloody revenge on the unscrupulous town folk who try to steal his land. That sounds interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, Texas Chainsaw, the game. So, yeah, I mean, he's got like 30 movies in, in pre-production or production, so... Yeah. So he's still, still at it. This isn't... He's still stunt coordinating, acting, doing all of it, yeah. so... Still around, so it'll be it'll be good to see what comes out next. Mm-hmm. Um, let me check my notes here. So, prior, to, just after releasing the book, it, on the anniversary of the the fire stunt that burned him. Now he had never talked to the woman that let him in, mm-hmm. and. But when he tells the story, there's a lot of information he leaves out. So, they're doing a newspaper article on the history of the stunt gone wrong. And it turns out the lady actually read it Mm -hmm. and reached out. Yeah. And I believe it's an extra on the Blu-ray of the movie, of the documentary, where he has a Skype interview with her he said for reasons personal reasons he couldn't go and speak with her mm-hmm. but you know they were able to reconnect which I think is amazing yeah after 30 years yeah no especially yeah something um, like that too like obviously you can stick with both of them yeah he's he's a everybody says he's a prankster on set yeah if you're reading his book he talks about at least one person on every movie he does that he kills, he pulls a prank on. Or he pees somewhere, whether in a bag, on them, or whatever. You know, <laughs> like when he did, I believe it was the movie Crip, they said he got Arlay Mahaloff, who's a good friend of his, another stuntman. And they're like, oh, did you pee in his bag? He's like, no, I peed in the corner of the room while he was sitting there. Like, <laughs> and he still didn't know it. But, you know, there's the, been many a prank. Like, when he dons the makeup or whatever, yeah. he doesn't want other cast people to, to see him, like, in makeup. Yeah. Until, like, Adam says that when he's getting ready to show Victor Crowley for the first time on set, he calls... Silence, then all of a sudden you hear them <laughs> grunting and screaming, and that freaks the other actors out, yeah, because they haven't seen Kane. And 
you know, then you watch the behind the scenes of some of these movies, like in the first Hatchet, he he was hiding in uh, Mercedes McNabb's, I believe. It was in her dressing room. Mm-hmm. He was hiding in the bathroom. And Joel David Moore just happened to have a camera on set, so they um, he goes into her trailer with her, and she's sitting there, and all of a sudden, busting through the door, <laughs> scares the living crap out of her, and, you know... But he seems like a very nice down-to-earth guy. I'd love to meet him someday. Yeah. You know, I was kind of hoping when I went to the Victor Crowley premiere in Salem that he'd be there, but because there was a convention that weekend and they weren't charging for autographs at the movie premiere, you know, that's why he couldn't show up. But definitely, I guess, if you get the chance to meet him, he won't choke you anymore like he used to, but, (laughs) you know, definitely go meet him. He'll be there with his boots on and his gloves on, mm-hmm. ready to go, you know. So, yeah, that, you know, what, what some of your favorite Kane Hodder movies? I mean, obviously the Hatchet movies, um, I, th- th- those are just so good. I just love Victor Crowley, and Victor Crowley's just such a cool evolution from what he's doing with Jason to Victor Crowley's. And not, great. not only does he play Victor Crowley, he also plays Thomas Crowley, Victor's dad. Yeah. And in the second one, you know, he gets Adam Gunn to cry on, mm-hmm. you know, when when he kills, when he accidentally kills Victor. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and it's, that duality is cool, and just playing both roles, and like being the monster and the monster's creator, kind of. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, those really stick out, and I just love. I, I mean, I got into him through like listening to his podcast on the movie Crypt and his mm-hmm. scary sleepover episode, and just it's just so fascinating i think or anybody who's minorly interested like obviously his book check out and the documentary but like his movie could episode i mean it's just him talking there's with two of them some of his friends yeah 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 he, he was i believe the seventh guest and then they did one right before the victor crowley screening mm-hmm. um granted there's tons of movies he's done stunt work on that we haven't covered we'd be here all day discussing all these movies, but some of my favorites definitely Hatchet series, um, Friday Seven. I could not wait until they released the the NECA Friday the Thirteenth Part Seven figure. Um, I also enjoyed Muck. I enjoyed that movie Smothered. Yeah, it was funny. You know they're playing them like exaggerated versions of themselves, you know, like mm-hmm. big guy Arlay Mahaloff, you know, played uh, Leatherface and, you know, real badass guy mm-hmm. is afraid to sleep alone without his dog, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, but yeah, so uh, we want to wish Kane a very happy birthday. Uh, I don't know how old he'll be. Two thousand twenty-two minus nineteen fifty-five. He'll be sixty-seven. Yeah. So you know, Adam, if you're gonna start rolling out these hatchet movies, I think yeah, I think it's time. We, we don't need to see Victor Crowley in a walker, you know, or a wheelchair. Yeah. But uh, still a badass, sixty-seven. So happy birthday, Kane, from the Movie Bar Podcast. Don't you'll ever hear this, but um, you got anything to add on? Kane Hodder. Um, I would say happy birthday <laughs> as well from me and you at the movie bar. Um, but yeah, I mean, he is literally, he's one of those icons of horror that is underappreciated, but like people who know him understand that he is, mm-hmm. he's the man, he's the guy. And uh, it would be cool to see what else he does. And like, especially if maybe, who knows, after the Texas Chainsaw game, if he keeps kind of up with that, whatever horror franchise or horror game could be cool seeing him transition doing stuff like that as well even more of it yeah Um, yeah alright well I think that wraps up this it's time for last call this wraps up this edition of the movie bar podcast um once again thank you to everybody that, that listens um the bar is now closed 
Yep. Uh, thank you so much for listening. You can always follow us and stay up to date with the podcast at the Movie Bar Pod on Twitter, at Movie Bar Podcast on Instagram, and then at the Movie Bar Podcast on Facebook. And always let us know what you think, what you want to hear, what your favorite Kane Hodder movie is, all that good stuff. Yeah. Um, we are on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, Anchor, Google Podcasts, and most places you listen to podcasts. Uh, thank you for listening. Please let us know. Send us an email at themoviebar at outlook.com. Thanks for listening. So long. See ya.